dudes in a cage. We are back with another fighter spotlight. Today we have Tony Shirts with us. Tony has been fighting since 2012. He has over 30 amateur fights, mixed mixed martial arts, kickboxing, Muay Thai. Man, he is making his pro debut October 1st. We are excited to have you. Welcome, Tony. Thanks for being here with us. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Yeah, man, we're, we're excited to have you. Uh, man, why don't you start by just telling us a little bit about yourself? Uh, you know, I am 29 years old. I turned 30 this year. I was born in Las Vegas, but I was raised in uh, Helena, Montana for most of my life. Started training at 17 um, with Johnny Ajo out of Team Proven Grounds in Helena, Montana. But other than that, just, you know, same old life as everyone else, trying to make my way, working, trying to make this pro career, hopefully make it big some, somewhere sometime, you know, see where it goes. Nice, nice. I like that, man. I like that you, you say you're just a regular guy, just like everybody else, trying to make your way in the world, man. That's 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 awesome, you know. So, uh, you know, how did you get into fighting? I was about 16, 17. I had my brother-in-law in Helena, Montana, was always like, you want to go to training? You want to go to training? You want to go train with me? I always told him no. And then one day I went and I never left. After that, it was like game over for me. It was training, 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 and then fighting, training, fighting, training. Uh, traveled all over Montana to fight. You know, there's times where I had to take like four days to travel all the way across Montana for fights. Wow. But, yeah. So, since you didn't have like a background, you know, prior to coming into fighting, uh, what's your favorite? Do you like stand up or? Ground. You know, it used to be, I used to be uh, just a stand-up guy. I used to just like to stand up, but uh, being with this team and the way they've developed me and transitioned me into uh, my jits and doing and winning all my jits tournaments, you know, I, I like them both. You know, like, I, wherever the fight goes is where I like to take it. Usually I don't have, like, a whole game plan because usually – Game plans don't work all the time, especially when someone, like, if you hit someone and they come in to double leg you, and then there goes your stand-up, you know? So, you know, I just I just try to take it where it goes. That's a good good thing to have. I like that. That definitely makes sense. Yeah, you, gotta, you can uh, tell a lot of fighters, if they get taken down, they're like, oh, no, what do I do? Yeah. And... <laughs> You start thinking more, you start losing more energy, and your gas tank gets lower. Yeah, super, super quick, yeah. yeah. So yeah. what's your favorite, like, submission or your favorite strike? <laughs> so funny thing is, is uh, me and one of our teammates, Henry, one of our favorite moves is a, like, jumping triangle. So, like, someone goes in for, like, a single leg, you know, and you just jump up and throw the triangle. We both threw it in our jits tournament. Our last time we had a jits tournament, we both almost got disqualified for it because you're not supposed to be doing jumping moves. Um, but I think that that recently has been my most favorite favorite move. And I try a lot on people when we're doing stand up to ground. When they put me on the wall, I'll, I'll try to throw it on them. My favorite strike. Um, I'd say my favorite kick would be the, uh, the, um, oh, I call it the sugar strong kick because that's how I, that's how I, uh, that's how I know it as, but, uh, it's the, 
Forget, like uh the question mark kick yeah the question mark kick there you yeah. go that's my favorite kick all right it's a good kick I, uh in taekwondo we call that uh fake fake front round i think you fake the front kick and switch to a round mm. yeah. yeah that kick wins championships i mean luke rockall yeah. used it against weidman well a lot of people are incorporating it into their game lately yeah so well, it causes people to drop their hands, and then you're, yeah, it's, it's easier to go down than up, so drop their hands down, kick, the kick them in the neck. It's such a part of the game today, you know, and I think that's why people are doing it, mm-hmm. because people are kicking so much, and then they fake the high kick. Oh, yeah. And, that, and that's why it's so successful, yep. because yeah. it's a huge part of the front kick. It's yep. like the front kick is like the jet. Yeah, because yeah. they think you're going to front kick and yeah. you go throw it and you just whack. Yeah, and they commit to it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's a good strike. I like that. So, do you have any vices like junk food? What What's your favorite like sweet or junk food that you have to incorporate your meal plan around? So, I especially when fights coming up, I usually don't eat a lot of junk food at all. But usually when, like, you know, no fights around, I like, I like strawberry lemonade, man. <laughs> strawberry lemonade. Strawberry lemonade. That's not that bad. Like, I'll go to Wendy's at lunch, or I'll go to Chick-fil-A at lunch, and that'll be, like, the only thing I'll grab is just a strawberry lemonade. Why? Because it's refreshing, and it tastes good. You and know? the most blue-collar answer. I love it. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, so, I mean, you mentioned your lunch break. Wait, uh, let's talk about what you do for work. So, as of right now, I am a federal fire mitigator, which means I uh, go on people's land that have forests, and I maintain it to where it's harder for fires to get into the trees and stuff like that. And then I'm also going to be starting up my own landscaping business with my brother-in-law. And then now I have you know, pro fighting as pretty much a third job, which I'm hoping take that to skyrocket. You know. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Your, your, your plate is definitely full right now. Yeah. I think, I think uh, everyone's definitely behind you and wants to, wants to see you make it, make it to the top with your, your professional career, man. So I think, I think you got a lot of people behind you and I think, I think you uh, definitely have a great opportunity to, to make the most. I think a lot of, people that want to get into it don't realize, you know, they watch Bellator UFC where 90% of those fighters are just fighters. What do you have, like, what do you think is just becoming a pro fighting for, you know, 10 years, juggling full-time jobs as well as training for fighting? What would your advice be for someone that wants to get into fighting? You know, if you get into fighting, you know, Especially if you have a full-time job like I do, it's hard because you can't, I can't dedicate 100% of my time to the gym, which I wish I could. You know, like sometimes I have to miss fighter trainings and I feel bad. I don't like it. You know, it sucks. But if you want to get into fighting, you have to have your whole heart into it, man. Like your heart and soul because there's blood, sweat, and tears that get poured into that gym. And that's how you create champions, you know, 
being there every day for your teammates and your teammates being there for you is one of the main priorities because if you're not there for them, they don't want to be there for you. If you don't have someone to help you, then you know what I mean? How are you going to help someone else? Um, but dedication, you know, if, if you're young, I'd start out young. That's the best way to do it. Start out young when you don't really have a lot of responsibility. You don't, you don't have to have a job quite yet. You don't have to pay your rent, you know, get in real young and start young and then continue because you will grow and then you won't have to worry about like sponsorships when you're older like I am. You don't have to, you know, do all this other crazy stuff and try to juggle your work and your training and then all the other things. Um, but I think starting out young is probably the best advice I can give somebody, you know. Yeah, and the, the avail availability for that these days is, is jujitsu gyms and training gyms are popping up everywhere. Uh, you know, back when we were, we were younger, when we were children coming up, uh, it was just Taekwondo and karate. We didn't have that. So, so the, the youth today, you know, the, 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 you know, you have all the tools you need. They're there. And it, you know, if you want it, you just gotta go out and get it basically. Exactly. Yep. That's exactly how it is. Yeah. Mixed martial arts has grown a lot since I was younger. You yeah. Know, like, and uh, there's only like a couple good gyms in Montana. Um, otherwise, back when I first started, there wasn't really much. Right. There was there probably really... one gym. Yeah. You know? there, there was. There's been one gym in my hometown for the longest time. So, and then the other gym that came in were just like, like just a jujitsu jiu jujitsu gym. You know right. what I mean? It's hard to find a gym that has everything to balance. You know, the wrestling, the uh, striking boxing, Muay Thai, conditioning, yeah. you know, and the people to do it because you can go into it. You can go into a good gym and there's just going to be guys that don't help you. They'll just beat you up the whole time, you know, and they will, they'll just beat you down and not lift you up. Right. Um, I'm never going to learn that. Way. Yeah. And I've been to a couple gyms where it's like that, you know, and nowadays I'm like, yeah, I'll come get some rounds in, but like, I ain't going in there for you guys to just hate on me and then try to like, you know, murder me. I'm in there to try to get some rounds and learn something, you know? But there's a lot of gyms that are like that. Like when I was in Montana, there's a Joe Diesel, Joe, Joe Diesel Riggs gym. And yeah, you know, some people have some bad things to say about it. Some people have some good things to say about it. I didn't go in there. But, uh, you know, it's just, it is what it is. You have to go into the gym. You have to find the gym that fits you, you know. And that's what says MMA did for me. You know, I fit in. Like, everyone treats everyone with respect, loyalty, you know. We're out there working, helping each other, you know. It's just a good time. Yeah, yeah, we vibe. Yeah, you know, we don't we, – we butt heads every once in a while with people, but for the most part, our, our team gets along, and, and we click, and we laugh, and we have fun, and we work hard. And I, I think that's what makes it work. You yeah. know, that's why we're, we're starting to excel. That's yep. why some of our guys are, are, are doing good, for sure. So that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Find a team that works for you, man. You know, there's, 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 uh, everybody has uh, uh, a way that works for them, you know. And my way just might not be your way. Yeah. I think, you know, I never like pro, like pro fought, but I think finding a gym where they're not focused on one person, because sometimes you go into a gym and they have that one guy, like, like Conor McGregor's gym, for example. Yeah, they had Gunnar Nelson and, you know, Artem, but Conor was their main focus. And then you have, like, ATT and 
uh, Winkle John, where they have Jones, Holm, you know, Nunez. They have many people. And I feel like a good gym is a gym that focuses on all fighters' potentials, not one fighter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. sure. I've seen that, where the golden boy gets all the attention, yep. you know. I could go into that even more, but <laughs> this is about Tony. So, Tony, you're making your professional debut October 1st um, against Gonzalez. Um, which, what are your thoughts on that, man? What are your thoughts on him? What are your thoughts on the pro debut October 1st? What's going down? I'm excited for it because not only is it my pro debut October 1st, but it's my birthday. I turned 30. You know, I have a whole bunch of fight fam and close friends coming up from Montana to come celebrate, yeah. come watch. Um, what I think about the guy, he's in trouble. He's in big trouble. Um, as far as my wrestling and jiu-jitsu goes, I've seen it skyrocket since I've been at Says MMA. Um, my stand-up is, has, always been, has always been good and it's been there, but... He tries to grapple up on me. He tries to touch me. He's he's in trouble. He's in big trouble. Nice. I love so, it. I can't. Sorry. Uh, with, like, nerves, do you get nervous, like, leading up to the fight or, you know, when you're in the back warming up, hitting pads? Do you get nervous? And if so, how do you deal with those pre-fight nerves? See, um, back in my amateur days, I used to get really, really nervous, and I didn't really know how to control it and I used to I used to like puke for my fights and then like in my fights I forget I forget to breathe so I'd puke in between rounds um but since uh you know I've been being one with my body you know my body is my temple type stuff um <laughs> I uh you know just relax breathe it's another fight you know what I mean it's it's the same thing that's going to happen every time. You're going to go in there, you're going to fight, you're going to win, you're going to lose. You know, I just, you know, keep calm, try to, uh, uh, nerves always come, but uh, I just keep calm and listen to my music and just walk around, stay loose, hit mitts, you know, just hang out. So I'm glad you brought up music. What is your intro song? Like, what do you walk out to get you pumped? Well, uh, I used to, I usually switch it every fight, you know, I switch up the songs. My last one was Gremlin by Kodak Black. I've also used, um, Helen Back. I don't know if you guys heard that song, but that's one of my favorite songs to use because, you know, it just speaks to a fighter. Talking about coming from Helen Back, you know, because you're in training, you know, that's hell. Now you're back because you're fighting. Um, but I, my, I usually listen to rap. I usually use rap as my uh, go-to songs is because it has like a lot of hate and a lot of anger and a lot of, I'm going to hurt somebody. Get you fired up. Yeah. Get you fired yeah. up. You know, getting ready to go, go to war. You know, you want to hurt somebody. <laughs> I, think, I think that's one of the mistakes I made in my last fight is that I was super calm. And even my walk on song was a Christian song. It was nice and relaxing where I should have had something that fired my ass. So, mm-hmm. you know, yep. so, knock if you buck. I, did you say? Knock if you buck. Oh, yeah. yeah there you go. Buck. See, there you go. That's a good one, yeah, too. Yeah, right. Yeah. Something that just gets you going. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Early 2000s so, had a lot of those. 
Yeah, right. There's a lot of good songs. Yeah. 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 I was thinking. So, man, you've had a lot of fights. If you could fight anyone in the world for your dream fight, who would it be? My dream fight? If I ever made it to the UFC? uh, I don't know. know, Doesn't even have to be in your same weight class. I'd fight Jones. John Jones. <laughs> yes. Just like to say, I got punched in the face, bro. You know hey, I mean? right. Well, Donald Cerrone. Donald Cerrone, that's my dude right there. I like yeah. that. Yeah. You know, you're right, Faber. You can say you threw down with them. Like, yeah. yeah. I, I also, one of my dreams back in the day was to go to uh, Uriah Faber's gym and train with him. Uh, Alpha Male. Is that California? Yeah. 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 So, so it's no longer Team Alpha Male. It's now Team Alpha MMA. They have gone woke because uh, Corey McKenna is on the team now. They have women training at Team Alpha Male now. It's Team Alpha MMA. Okay. <laughs> they had, they had uh, Alexa Grasso is their brief. Or not Alexa Grasso. Uh, uh. They had a female, and she was like supposed to be top fifteen, and then she met a wrestler and just got demolished. I think she fought Grasso, uh, Cynthia Cavillo. Oh, yeah, she she was like Team Alpha MMA when she first started in the UFC. That's cool. I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, and then I heard uh, Uriah Faber, he's not even a black belt. That's crazy. He's been doing jujitsu for like ever. And mm-hmm. how is he not even a black belt? There's, I think there's some politics going on there, you know. It's, it's why he wasn't given it. But I just I just thought that was interesting. Like he's definitely black belt level. You know? Oh dude. He, he used to be a beast went back in his prime. There was yeah. a an interview with a fighter who said MMA jiu-jitsu is different to, like, uh, obviously no gi and gi are different. Yeah, but the course. belt system is more designed for gi. And mm-hmm. so when they focus on no gi or MMA, they don't actually belt up. Yeah. So that, could, that could be the situation. You have to train in the gi uh, consistently to get promoted. Yep. Uh, because that, that's just how it works. You know, yep. no gi training mixed martial arts training does not count towards bjj training and your belts you know that that's how a true bjj school should work you shouldn't get promoted uh based on your mixed martial arts like if you uh sub someone in in an mma fight you shouldn't get promoted for that like Um, uh woodley against uh darren till he got the the anaconda choke and then dean thomas gave him his black belt after it yeah so so when when that happens you know they they, they've already anticipated they already had the belt with them you know they didn't just all out of the sudden say like oh he submitted him i'm gonna give him his black belt oh yeah they they already probably pre-planned on giving him his black belt after the fight see and i think that's what happened in my last jits tournament because i was a white belt in my last jits tournament talking to one of my teammates, I was like, man, I think they promote me soon because, like, I want to get called a sandbag. Right, because you mopped the because floor. Because I was mopping. Yeah. I was mopping all white belts, and then my buddy's like, oh, no, they'll give it to you when, you need, when you're ready. I was like, yeah, I know. I'm just, I'm just playing. You know, and what happened was that next Monday, 
got your blue belt. Ooh, I got my blue belt. Yeah. And I was like, well, but that's, like, that's sweet. I'm like, I'm happy. Now I ain't going to turn up no more white belts. Now I might get tore up in the blue belt division. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know? I, I think that's how it works, though, though. You know, you have to um, uh, be able to prove yourself in battle, per se. Yeah. So I, I'm willing to bet that after this Naga tournament, you know, the people that do exceptionally well and win medals and win all those things are likely to get promoted. Right. You know, because like Coach says, he says, uh, come to the class and go out and uh, test your skills in these tournaments. Right. You know what I mean? Because that's how he also knows that you're learning. Because if you're out there beating random people all the time, like I did, I was just beating every white belt I ran across. When I'm beating, when you're beating every white belt you run across, they look at that and they're like, Holy shit. Okay. Maybe, maybe, he's, maybe he's learning right. something, you know? Yeah. So maybe we should upgrade him and see where he goes from there. Now that I'm a blue belt, I haven't been in a Jits tournament yet. And Naga's coming up now. So that's going to be my first blue belt tournament. And it's going to be pretty exciting I, and intense. Yeah. <laughs> Naga is a, it's usually a tougher tournament. So. Yeah. 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 It should be good. I'm excited for it, though. So with tougher tournaments you know you get some of those guys that like grab the bell or try to manipulate positioning by using you know unorthodox moves what are your thoughts for like cheaters um, oh, cheaters like do you consider someone that uses performance enhancing drugs or like grabbing the cage grabbing the inside of the glove you know, I think people that do that, like grab the cage, grab the inside of your glove, are scared. They're scared because they don't want they don't want you to slam them. They don't want that hand to get loose because if you, they know you slam them, it's gonna hurt. They're gonna be they're gonna be on top. Um, also, they don't know if that hand gets loose, they're catching an elbow, they're catching a hand, or you know they're catching a submission. You know they're scared, and that's what I don't. I don't get it because I've seen it with one of my old amateur teammates. He picked this dude up and he blatantly grabbed the whole cage and when his whole body was extended out, you know, and uh, they didn't dock him. They didn't dock him a point or nothing, you know, and which I think, you know, if you're blatantly have all fingers in the cage, yeah, that whole, should be, that should be a point. Whole hand you know, and, um, I get it. Like if you're, like this, try to swipe when you grab it. I get it. It happens, you know. Like it, right. it, it you happens. do it, uh, you know, it especially you. And, and then you're like, oh shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then like same thing with the toes. They don't want your toes in the in the fence. Um, but I just think they're scared. That's it. You know what I mean? Because I've I've been slammed. I've been picked up next to the cage, and like you see my hands hit the cage, but they stay flat. You know, I get slammed. Boom. But I just think people that get picked up don't want to get slammed, so they get scared. Yeah, I think that's a good way to put it, you know? Yeah. In all life, people who step outside of the rules and are willing to bend them a little bit, it's because they're afraid, you know? They're afraid to be shown for what they really are, yep. that they don't have the skills that they claim to be. They don't you know? want that outcome. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And, they, and they know. They know that this guy's probably going to kick my ass or have to do whatever they can. Mm-hmm. Good way to look at it. The yeah, I like that. say it's a street fight, I'm going to use everything. I like that, for sure. So, man, you used to train with Sean O'Malley, man, before he was in the UFC, before he got famous. Man, uh, he's a superstar now. 
was he always a star? You know, was he always kind of like, did he have that aura about him that you just kind of knew that this guy was going to be somebody? You know, I did I did have the privilege to uh, <clears throat> work with him during his amateur career, yes. Um, yeah, he was always a star. Always a star. His stand-up <clears throat> was always phenomenal. <clears throat> the only thing we tried to work on was his ground. Um, my coach always told him, he's like, you're going to make it to the UFC. You're going to be a star. You know what I mean? Nice. And they, they still keep in contact a little bit because um, <clears throat> we, we follow him, obviously. We watch all his fights. Right. And right. so, uh, and uh, I don't know if you guys ever watched his interview of how he got his Sugar Sean name, but my coach always told him <clears throat> he's just so sweet to watch. So that's how he got his name, Sugar Sean. And so, yeah, dude, he's <clears> – <throat> there's been people that have called him out in the amateurs, like, you ain't fast. I'll knock you out. And we're like, all right, cool. Set up the fight. We set up the fight. Sean goes in there and pieces him up and more than that. It's like, dude. No one really touched him. No one ever could really touch him. No one still can really touch him. Excited for this Peter Yon fight. Yo. Bro. <laughs> this Peter Yon fight, I think, is going to be next level. the next level, and it's going to test him, and I think it's going to be really, really good for him to see where he actually stands. You yo, know what I mean? It's a true It's a true, true test. test. <laughs> it's interesting because Peter is, you know, he's built as a boxer, mm-hmm. but he's got really good wrestling. So it's yeah. like which Peter's gonna is it gonna be boxing Peter who's gonna get pieced up, or is it gonna be wrestling Peter and it's really gonna test O'Malley and still get pieced up? I think I think he's gonna come out with that wrestling. He's gonna wrestle <coughs> because I, if, Sean's he's, long. if he's smart, he'll wrestle. Yeah, yeah I think Sean's almost six foot. Okay, really he's tall for that division, dude. That's what I'm saying. He's six foot at one thirty five. You know, so like. Peter Young is what five five eight? I don't know. I think he's, he's five short. six. Yeah, see, he's he so is, like he's so like Sean's got that reach on him. So Peter Young's gonna have to get in and uh, take him down unless he catches him. You know what I mean? That that happens. Catch him with a nice right hand. But I think the way it's gonna go is Sean's gonna hit him, stay on the outside. Peter Young's gonna try to take him down, and then see where it goes from there. Because Lowe's really took Sean down and kept him there. Yeah. I think his O'Malley's ground game is underrated because it hasn't actually been tested or seen. Right. Yep. I believe that too. Yeah. Yeah. And I know a lot of people are saying, oh, if O'Malley wins, well, now he's screwed because everyone above Jan are wrestlers. It's like, well, we don't know what O'Malley's wrestling is like because we've never seen it. So you can't. You can't count them out until you count them in. <laughs> yep, yep. Don't underestimate him. Yeah. Let you know you're gonna get stuck. <laughs> I also right. think yeah. uh, Snoop Dogg really helped raise his star from the oh, contender yeah. series. Dude, yeah. yeah. No, that was that was sick. Yep. And then <clears throat> yeah, Sean's actually got a lot of things going on with promotions for like, you know, weed outside of fighting. Outside of fighting, he's really yeah. he's really. And that's why I, I uh, you know, I've kind of been talking to you about some of those things. But, you know, I try to market myself, this marketability, uh, you know, and as he has online, I don't know what to call it, but his online social media presence. Yeah. It, uh, yeah. Uh, you know, just all of these things that he's done for himself. It's yeah. just, he's made it big. Um, he's, I watch a lot of his podcasts. He has three different podcasts he does. He does his own. He does him and uh, his coach, Tim Welch. 
and then he does the Bro Malley show with his brother. <clears throat> and there, they all talk about different different stuff. You know, but I usually follow him and everything that's going on and people hating on him. And it's funny because the way he <clears throat> markets himself, you know, he don't care. You know, he does what he wants because right. haters are going to hate and his lovers are going to love him no matter what. He's making money off of all of them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So Whether you're hating or, yeah. Yeah, he, and that's what he says. And a lot of his he's like, go ahead and hate. Make another comment. Why don't you? Because you're, paying me, you're giving me money. You know well, what I mean? He's also in the same category as like Patty Pimblet. It's like they make so much money that they're fighting because they love it, not because they have to. Yeah. And I I think what he did is just he came up from scratch. Like Patty was already up there. He's just now getting in the US, but like O'Malley, you know, worked to get where he was. And yeah. he's got his Twitch, his podcast. Brilliant brilliant mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 no, for real. Uh, <clears throat> His marketing right. business is fucking outstanding. Right. Because he also... Uh, He's his own manager, too. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. He has uh, mm, Dr. Dabbers. Mm-hmm. He has, like, he gets uh, special ones made for him. Dr. Dabbers. And, uh, and uh, <laughs> he's like, he gives them away. He gives away a lot of free glass. Hell yeah. And stuff on, cool. his, on uh, like <clears throat> his Instagram. So I have him on Instagram. And you're like, put in to win this free uh, O'Malley Dr. Dabber limited time only. You know what I mean? And then like they'll come out with a new Dr. Dabber and then they'll put O'Malley on it. And then he'll start promoting it with Dr. Dabber 2.0 O'Malley uh, limited time O'Malley summer Damn. edition. That's crazy. You know what I mean? That's crazy. Yeah. <clears throat> and then you have, uh, his, he has his own lead line. In California, Sugar Show OG. Dude, for real. I didn't know that. <laughs> He's, uh, and then he has his own merch. He creates his own merch. Which, which I think one of his shirts was $200 a shirt. One of his jerseys. You know, and I'm just like, guy's making it. Right. Killing. Yeah. right. And, he, and he's having fun doing it. I'm trying yeah. to be because, like because he, uh, the Paul brothers, he's friends with them. You know, Steve. Steve will do it. He's friends with him. He's the one that created the Happy Dads. Dude. The Happy Dad beer. He's sponsored by Happy Dad beer now. You know, um, he's he's doing great, bro. He's doing a lot of great things. Like, I I follow him. I watch him. Like, he's... He he, he, he snapped, bro. Yeah, he he literally snapped when he moved to Arizona. So, he teamed up with that dude, that online dude from Arizona uh, that was epic, too. Um... He's another big one, and now they're making videos together. Yeah, so. and he's a big yeah. gamer. He's a big gamer. So with you know, oh, like O'Malley, he's got that brilliant fight IQ. He's got the brilliant business mindset. What are your thoughts of like CTE and the risk of brain damage and fighting? You know, that's a scary thing <clears throat> because uh, I was just talking to one of my teammates, Devon, about it because. Right before his last fight, sometime before that, he took a switch kick to the head and had a major concussion and had to miss training. <clears throat> and I've also seen videos where a boxer will get hit in the back of the head in the fight. Two days later, he's dead. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, a, it's a scary situation. This fight game is not for the faint of heart. Um, 
scary because at any given moment, something wrong can happen. At any given moment. It doesn't matter if you throw it, if they throw it, you know. Life-changing injuries. Yeah, yeah. life-changing injuries can happen at any time. You can pick someone up as high and dump them sideways, dump them on their head, boom, you snap their spine, break their neck, they're done. You know what I mean? But I don't know, man. It's a huge risk. Yeah, it is. Matt, when you say that, yeah, it really is. It really is. It's a big risk, you know. Made it all dark, my bad. No, no, (laughs) whatever. But, uh, yeah. But but that's real. But at the end of the day, uh, that's why it's so exciting, man. You know, you can can smoke all the weed you want, uh, but getting in that motherfucking cage, bro, there's... There's no feeling like it, man. It's yeah. just, it's, yeah. it's amazing, you know? It's crazy to be the center of attention on a stage that stands higher than everybody. 2,000 people are in there looking at you, yeah. you know? Even, even if you're losing the fight, you know? Whatever. And, it, and the, the feeling you get when everyone from the gym is fucking screaming when they call your name. And I'm like, I'm like man. Wow! Makes you, you feel know, like a superstar. I did not. <laughs> I did not expect that. You know, I was like figuring a couple. Be like, yeah, you know. But it just, I was like, holy crap! Yeah. It's a nice feeling, man. It really is. Yeah. I know. You know, moral victories don't mean anything. But even if you lose in the cage, you still win because you're doing something that ninety-nine percent of people. They could talk about it, but they'll never get in their underwear and stare a grown man in their face. That's right. That's right. Yep. We are the 1%ers. Yep. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, you got to love fighting, though, because sometimes it gets hard. You know, it gets hard going and training every day and getting beat up and you're all bruised up and your muscles are sore and you're like, I don't want to go today. But you know, if you don't go, coach is going to yell at you. You know, you're going to miss something. You also have to have that mindset. If you don't go to the gym today, your opponent's going. So now he's a day better than you. you Constantly have to, even if you're not in a fight camp, you can always be like, well, you know, Johnny in Iowa is going to the gym today. If I have to fight him, he's a day ahead of me. And so I feel like you just got to push through it. And with that, in the love of fighting, Jake Paul, good or bad? Segways. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh, no, Jake Paul just backed out of a fight. I mean, I, I don't think he should be a boxer. I don't think him or his brother should be boxing. But what am I to say? You know what I mean? I don't judge no one. You know, if they're making money, they're making it big just by talking shit on YouTube, having a couple boxing fights, boxing one of the most famous boxers in the world, number one boxer in the world, and making multi-million dollars off it. Kudos, bud. Good on you, my guy. (laughs) I would definitely do this. Yeah, that's what I was like. You asked who would you fight? It's like, hmm, are you talking about for money or just for fun? If you're talking about for money, I'll fight someone at my side. So I know now I, you're thinking. So like, I'd fight Dillashaw or you know, I favor, you know, shoot, I'd let O'Malley beat my ass for a couple mil. <laughs> you know? Do you think Jack Paul can actually fight, though? I mean, have you seen some videos of him training? I've seen training videos. I've seen his boxing fights. Um, Logan, I think, is better than Jake. Um, I think Jake just 
is the more of the big mouth. Yeah. You know what I mean? He likes to talk and run his mouth. But I mean, like I said, I don't think they should be fighters. They should stay with you two, but right. I think it is right. Jake has that natural power. But Logan, like when you watch Logan's footage, he's more technical. Where Jake's still looping, but he just has that that power. Yeah. And he, yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. I, yeah, I like that assessment for sure. Yeah, I also think if he's if he's going to be serious about boxing, he needs to do smokers and not fight. You know, retired MMA or you know boxers. He's gonna be like Tommy Fury. Because if you think about it, like Canelo, Floyd. Who is their fifth, sixth fight? You know, some dude that they got off the street that he fought four times that night. So, uh, if he wants to do it, he's got to do it right. And I think he'll get more respect by doing that yeah. instead of making million dollar fights every six instead months. Instead of kind of jump to the top. Yeah. Automatically. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, did you watch Contender Series? Yeah. Uh, with Bo, Bo Nickel, Bo Nickel yeah. Michael Beam was like, "Slow your roll, buddy. He just needs to slow his roll a little bit." Yeah. You know, yeah. That, that's a good. I, I, yeah, it's a good point. Like, and if he would have done it the correct way, and built himself upright, people would respect him more for it. Yep. And instead, he thinks he's a superstar and automatically gets to be at the top, and he's the main event and the pay per view with two fights. I know? think I think Dana White he's learned his lesson cuz he had Brock Lesnar come in 1 and 0, you know, champion. Then you have Mickey Gall and CM Punk coming at 1 and 0, 0 and 0 and they do well against younger fighters but you give them those veterans not so much. So I think with Bo Nickel he's like you're good, you have pedigree, but you need experience. You more experience. Yeah. Straight up. At least Bo Nickel is like, I, I get it. Right. I'm going to do it, you know? Yeah. Could, could, yeah. I think Bo Nickel knows he's yeah. going like, to. And he just doesn't have wrestling, too. He's a, he's a decent striker. Yeah. He's at that ATT. Right. Right. <laughs> so with that, like Bo Nickel, you know, kind of just getting thrown in, getting the contender series fights. What are your, like, End goals as being a fighter, you know, UFC champion, Bellator, PFL, million dollar winner. See, I just, you know, it's life. I just like to take life with roll the punches, man. You know, see where life takes me. <clears throat> I would, yes, the end goal would be like to be in the UFC and make a lot of money and just fight and not have to work another job. But at the same time, like we talked about injuries, anything can happen. At any given moment, you know what I mean? Like, I can go into training on Monday, accidentally break my foot. Boom, I'm out of my pro fight. I'm out of I'm out of fighting for months, you know what I mean? So and then I'd, I'd have to bounce back from that. Or, like, if I get in a fight and I get really hurt, it can be career-ending, you know? So I just like to roll the punches. Whatever comes my way, I'm going to take it. My, uh, I'm going to take it and run with it as far as I can. Yeah. Another question, you know, speaking of that, like getting injured and stuff, fighter pay. You know, Jake Paul is like, oh, raise the fighter pay, and Dana White came out, I believe, yesterday, and goes, while I'm here, fighter pay staying what it's at. Like, what do you think of that? Eat what you kill is what he said. Right. Um, 
I mean, there's a lot of there's also a lot of politics that are behind that because like I watched Dana White come out and say we pay them this, but we also pay for like these medical things. He's like, we've we've found life threatening things in fighters before their fight and got it fixed before they fought, so mm-hmm. they so nothing bad happened. You know? He's like, and people don't see that like. We pay for the CT scans for their head, you know, their surgeries or whatever happens. He says that he pays for them. And, you know, and that's that's a thing that a lot of people have to realize because a lot of these promotions, especially as an amateur, you go break your hand, you're paying for a good portion of that out of your pocket. You know what I mean? You get an eye poke. Anything happens in there to you, you're paying for a good portion. So with a promotion that will pay for the injuries, or if you need a CT scan for your brain because you think something's going wrong, or, you know... Which are thousands of dollars. Yes, which is hundreds of yeah, yeah, thousands of dollars. And then, you know, like, MRIs or CAT scans or x-rays, you know, when a promotion wants to pay for that, I think people should realize how big of a thing that is. Because for us fighters, we need that. Because a lot of us, like me right now, starting out as a pro, don't have all that money to put towards an MRI or a CAT scan, you know what I mean? So, like, <clears throat> Dana White, I think, is doing what he needs to do. You know, like he says, eat what you kill. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I don't I, think I, a lot uh, of people realize either is if you, you know, they're starting contracts like 10 and 10. If you lose, you get 10, you win, you get 20. That's a lot of money. Exactly. I know, you know, maybe you come out with $8,000 after paying, you know, gym fees and everything. But if you think about it, if you fight three, four times a year and you make, you know, ten to 20000 you're making fourteen. if you lose all four fights, you're making $14,000 less than the average American in a year. So based on 53000 or whatever of the average income, you're getting paid about the same. Uh oh. I think I think I gotta go. I think I gotta hop off. No, we're so close. A couple more minutes. Uh, right. Yeah, I got a, I got a couple more minutes. Okay. We'll try to finish it up. So, uh, man. Uh, Bare knuckle fighting—it's really popular. There's there's a lot of money in it. Um, it seems like it's always in the news. Uh, people that used to do MMA are going to bare knuckle. People that are are from bare knuckle are going to MMA, vice versa. What do you think about bare knuckle? Uh, would you ever do it? Uh, <clears throat> I actually have a couple of people in Montana that have their hands dipped into bare knuckle right now, and they've been trying to get me on a bare knuckle card. And I almost did the one in Great Falls, Montana in September, but talking to the coach, he said, that's not a good business plan. <clears throat> I looked and I was like, why? You know, it's like, I can walk up to this dude, hit him one time, I'm going to knock him out because I knew who was. And they're like, but what if you break your hand? Yeah. Then you're out of your full pro, uh, pro career for six to 12 months. I'm like, yeah, you're right. But no, it's a, it's a, it's a grinder. It's a blood is that why grinding sport is that why there's so much money in it you think yeah yeah exactly because like i had a couple friends who were suspended for like six months because they all broke their hand in the burnout fights yeah 
You know what I mean? It's just it's a meat so, grinder. So what it is. Yeah, and you see you see dudes hold up their hands afterwards and they're just all red and swollen and it's like they yeah, it's like blue. something they show off after bare knuckle fights. I've seen most of people do it for some reason. Yeah. Like, look at my hands are all messed up. Like, dude. And I can't, you know, my right hand, dude, if I punch something, oh man, my right hand would swell up. It's already swell, you know. So I don't even know if I could do so that makes it you hurt your hands. Yeah. Well, I think That's a lot I, too is you know, like look at Floyd Mayweather. He said after every fight, he breaks his hands because his bones are so brittle. So you get these older fighters who've been, you know, four ounces isn't of padding is not that much. No. And so the damage that they've had in their, you know, careers, and now they're taking it without any padding. You know, it's dicey. Yeah. Break your hands very easily. One punch can shatter your whole hand. Yeah, yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, you gotta be tough to do that for sure. So, usually we ask these questions, you know, earlier, but I'll ask it now. What's your favorite color and what's your favorite movie? Favorite color is purple. <clears throat> the reason my favorite color is purple is when I was younger. I always like to drink Crown Royal, <laughs> and uh, I like the it's royalty, you know what I mean? Yeah. The royalty, so I like that. Um, man, I'm a movie lover, bro. Like, yeah. my dad, before my pops passed away, he, uh, he used to watch old war movies, new war movies. Um, dude, I don't even know what my favorite movie would be. Let's see. My favorite old movie would be Top Gun. We'll go with that. Comedy. Uh, why, why him? Oh, that's a good one. Uh, James Franco and yeah, yeah, yeah that thing that has me cracked up all the time. But uh, I've also I I've seen a lot of movies, man. Like like all the Transformers, all the like um, <laughs> Lord of the Rings, yeah. all of them kind of movies. Like I I just like movies. You know what I mean? Especially going on a date with the girl. Yeah, you know, yeah. Movies are nice, that. bro. Movies <laughs> are nice. Especially here because in Montana is different. Here, the movie theaters, you get served alcohol and you got a lounge seat. Okay, your, your seats lounge all yeah. the way back. In Montana, they still got the bold ass old movie school theater. shit. Yeah. yeah. You're sitting in a chair like this. <laughs> I like the new movie theaters. Dude, they're nice. They do be fire, though. They're nice. Yeah. Sitting in your grandma's recliner. Yeah, <laughs> yeah oh, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Heck yeah. All right, so I guess we're, we're getting close to wrapping up. So do you have any sponsors that you want to thank? Yes. Dave's Exteriors from Montana. He's been there since day one. Dave. Um, thank literally you, Dave. Been, been there since day one. I've heard I've heard the name Dave a lot of times. Yeah, because so. he talks to the co our coaches all the time. Um, love that man. Um, Herbs and Tonics. David Harper lives here in Springs. Check him out. He makes his own spices for food. Go check him out. Herbs and Tonics. Nice. Um, I wanted to say his name was this, this guy's Products. I'm trying to make sure I say this right before I 
chop it up. Don't worry, say it's best to get it right. I, I can always cut the video too. Um, yeah, I probably won't, but pretty sure it's Werewolf Products. He makes uh, homemade jewelry. I can't find it right now. Right here. Yeah, Werewolf Products. Werewolf Products. His name is Michael Brazilian. They make their own <clears throat> jewelry. Nice. Um, not sure where he lives. But, uh, yeah, shout out Michael Brazil, Werewolf Products, too. I also like to give a shout out to Says MMA, my team. We're always showing love and respect. Yeah. We're going places. Let's get it. Yeah. All right, man. You have met Tony Shirts. You got to know him before his professional debut October 1st. You better come out and watch him kick some ass. Tony, is there anything you would like to end with? No, just hope to see everyone there October 1st. Let's have a good night of fights and let's kill it. Awesome, awesome. Thank you so much for being here with Two Dudes in a Cage, man. We, we love doing the fighter spotlights. They're our most, most watched videos. People love seeing them and, and getting to know the fighters more. Uh, I think it's a great thing. Uh, we hope to to have everybody from our gym on here eventually um, once they get to that certain level. Uh, we really appreciate you taking time out of your day to come and do this. Oh yeah, I appreciate you guys for having me, man. Yeah, make sure to take time. And, you know, I won't be there in Colorado Springs, but I'll definitely support you guys. Carlson, Taylor, Lewis, and stuff, so I, I watch the fight. Oh yeah, appreciate that. Awesome, awesome. Two dudes in a cage, fighter spotlight, Tony shirt.